I think that we do look at beauty a lot of times as frivolous or fading mm. when really it's quite eternal. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard and we got to do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Ladies, Trina McNeely is on the show today. This is one of those authors that my friend Shell Bruzis had mentioned to me just in passing. We were actually out for a walk last summer and she said, hey, have you thought about having La La Lovely on the show? And I was like, I don't even know who La La Lovely is. And then... Trina's people just happened to reach out to me just a couple of weeks later. They sent me her beautiful book. If I could create a book, I would want it to look just like her book did. It is absolutely amazing. And it's got such a beautiful message in it as well. And hello, uh, we have a lot in common with the whole lovely theory, but also cultivating the loveliness, capturing the loveliness, appreciating beauty in the midst of when life is not necessarily so easy. And so I had a lovely conversation with Trina recently about how to capture some of that lovely during the holidays, even when it doesn't feel like maybe you want to do that in the holidays so much, but how to kind of make the holidays beautiful and lovely and capture those times, um, even if they aren't the most picturesque holidays that you would ever want to have. It was a great conversation She was truly a kindred spirit, and I hope to be able to have her on the show again someday because she is just so fun, and she's been doing lots of TikTok videos on her Instagram lately, so I highly recommend that you go check those out because they are pretty hilarious. And hey, if you want to be getting these episodes early and without ads, then you should really head over to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely because those ladies always get the episode at least the night before, and they get them without any ads, which is super fun. We also have our Facebook group where we do live videos and have tons of interaction. Pretty soon we're going to be opening up those cultivating groups. So you're going to want to get in on those. And we're doing a ton of stuff for the new year. And we're still working on our holiday sanity series. So be sure to come over and join us at patreon.com. We would love to welcome you into our community. And it is truly a community. These women support each other and have great conversations. And we would love to have you be a part of it. So come over to Patreon patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely. And one last little reminder before we get on with this episode is that tomorrow we head back to court on December 12th. And I would so, so appreciate and I covet your prayers um, during this time as we find out what our family is going to look like for the foreseeable future. And so if you could just be praying that um, God would have his hand on this and that my kids would be protected and we would all be able to get through this time, I would so, so appreciate it. But for right now, let's get on with this episode with Trina McNeely. Welcome, Trina. Thank you. It's so great to be here. 
I am so glad that we were able to make this happen. I've had you on my list of people that I've wanted to have on for quite a while. And actually some friends of mine said, you've got to have La La Lovely on your show. <laughs> and so that's when I started kind of like looking into seeing who you were. And then your people reached out to me. And I was like, oh, it's perfect. It was meant to be. So I'm so glad to have you here. Well, thank you. I'm really excited to be here. And I think we kind of have a shared Yes. love for looking for lovely things. Yes, I would definitely agree with that. It's always fun to find people who it's like, ooh, we, we've gravitated towards the same language and it looks like mm -hmm. some of the same philosophy. You know, it's really fun to have conversations that bloom out of that. So for people who don't know who you are though, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. So I'm Trina. Um, I live in the Midwest where it might be a little hard to <laughs> cultivate and find the lovely uh, for a good chunk of the year. Yeah. Uh, I grew up here and uh, I'm a mom of four kids, which keeps me extremely busy. And yep. then I've been blogging for over 10 years. I guess I'm coming on 12 years. So I'm wow. kind of a dinosaur in the blog era. Yeah. And uh, my blog is called La La Lovely. And it really just kind of began, everyone asked me, where did I get that name? I just kind of came to me. I've always loved the word lovely. And I've always been a person that is just kind of finding interesting and lovely things and someone who loves to write. And I'm that friend that people ask, oh, where did you get this? Or what should I get this person for, you know, Mother's Day or whatever. And so I just thought, you know, blogging was a great uh, medium to share information, things that I find and um, share loveliness and encourage others. And then uh, I've also uh, written a book, which is entitled La La Lovely, The Art of Finding Beauty in the Everyday. So what I love to do is write and encourage other people, particularly um, women, to course, find the beauty in their everyday lives, but also to share the message of hope and uh, emotional health and healing. Yes. And I just, I mean, I, when I got your book in the mail, first of all, it is a hefty tome. Like, <laughs> it's so heavy. Every time I put it in my bag, I'm like, Dang. but it is one of the most gorgeous books. I've ever seen. I mean, if I could create a book, even half as gorgeous as this, I would be thrilled. I mean, how were you, this is just totally like a behind the scenes question, but not every book that comes out by a blogger looks like this. How were you able to get them to produce this kind of a book for you? Yeah, well, I feel really blessed because my publisher did give me a lot of creative freedom. And um, I love design, which if anyone looks at the book, they'll notice that. Yeah. And um, and I love to um, also do like creative direction as well. So it just kind of worked out. We knew from the beginning we wanted to have imagery in it. So they really just gave me the freedom with that. And then... Um, I work with a designer pretty frequently on things. And so we just were able to have a conversation. Uh, I was with the publisher and my agent about using the designer that I work with. And I feel really grateful because um, they were agreeable and went with that. So it really gave so much freedom for the creative direction, for the look, and just kind of being consistent with what I've been putting out 
online for, for 10 years. So, yeah. Well, it really, I mean, the message inside of it is so powerful and wonderful, but it just takes it over the edge to this whole other experience when you've got a book like this in your hands. So, I mean, this is a coffee table book. It's gorgeous. I will, I will have it out for darn sure. So well done. (laughs) It's really, really, yeah. But I love, there was a quote that I pulled out as I was listening Mm -hmm. and reading and it's something that so resonated with me and what we do around cultivating the lovely, kind of like trying to find those lovely moments in your day. And you said that beauty is not an escape. It's an answer. Yeah. I think that so many times we try to like justify when we add beauty to our lives because we think it's like Mm -hmm. frivolous or something, you know, but, but it's not, I mean, God, God took the time to create beauty all around us. And I think it really does feed our soul when we have that happen. And I know for me, I mean, we're going to get into this as we have our discussion here, we'll get more towards like the grief side of things. But you know, my brother just recently passed away, but the weekend before I had decorated for the holidays Mm -hmm. and I was so grateful that that was done after he was gone because it was like this oasis to come home to in the midst of all of that difficulty. And it seems to me from your writing that like those, those spots for you and, and hanging on to that kind of beauty has, has been a big thing that's carried you along also. Yes, for sure. It's, it's definitely been like an answer to my ache to the ache from various forms of grief. But I think that we do look at beauty a lot of times as frivolous or fading Mm -hmm. when really it's quite eternal. And, you know, it's what God created at the beginning. Um, He created a beautiful world. Um, We as humans are the ones that brought the other things into it uh, with sin. But you know, beauty is uh, something that God wants us to to behold. It's an attribute of Him in Psalms. It talks about God being sheer beauty, and so just to behold beauty um, is really quite healing. And I think that you know you can take it down to the level of nature. Of course, um, when everything is so stressful, sometimes just going out into nature. Well, I think there's science behind it as well, but you just yeah. go out into nature and you're among beauty and it just brings such a calming and a peaceful sense to our spirits and to our souls. So it's been an an answer to my ache to be able to just almost have a respite. Like, you know, there's so much that goes on internally. And so to be able to just have external beauty, whether it is nature or like you said, your Christmas decorations. I mean, sometimes you know, and when I was kind of going through a real break in my life, that was in the years where I was heavily on Pinterest and, you know, creating blog posts. And, you know, sometimes it was a bit of an escape, but I really feel also like it was a help to me to be able to um, keep my eyes and heart open and, you know, look at beautiful imagery and dream about, well, you know, one day things will be a little bit better. I'm going to look for the beauty while I'm where I'm at, but you know, this is something to look forward to. I'd like to, you know, visit this place someday or, um, decorate a room this way, or, you know, finding a project to 
work on to create beauty in the midst of heartbreak. So I think it's an answer. And I think that it's just a lot of times, like I said, we look at it as frivolous or, you know, we've got to do, um, take things so much more seriously, but a lot of times it's the simple things that can meet such a deep wound in our hearts. It, it, that starts us on a path towards yeah. healing in the deep places of our heart. Yes. I couldn't agree more because when I, I had that weekend where we decorated and I had, mm-hmm. it was just me and my girls for most of the weekend. And we did all these like crafts, creating beautiful things that we wanted in our home. It's our first Christmas where we have our own place, like after Mm -hmm. staying with family for the last couple of years and really like starting over again with creating what our holidays were going to look like. I've kind of just the last two years been like, just put my head down, get through the holidays. I knew I Mm -hmm. couldn't decorate. I couldn't do the things I wanted to. So it was just like, just get through it, you know? So this was going to be the first year to really create what that was going to look like for our future again. And that weekend, you know, I spent so much time, like I taught my seven-year-old how to crochet and we were crocheting blankets mm-hmm. together and we painted ornaments and we decorated and we did all these things. And I got to the end of my weekend and I was telling my friend, Shell, I was like, you know, I didn't do anything productive this weekend. I didn't clean. I didn't work. I didn't do any of that stuff. We literally watched four Hallmark movies and just like decorated and did all this stuff. And she was like, but look how much more at peace you are. And look how like you were able to spend time with your girls and not be distracted and enjoy yourself. And this was coming, you know, on the heels of having gone through my divorce trial and then right before my brother died. And so it was just like, Mm -hmm. I, I think I would probably be in a much worse place now if I hadn't had that weekend to recalibrate through creativity and just like Mm -hmm. savoring beautiful things. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's beautiful. I love it. It's amazing how it can, we think of it as just like not being productive or, you know, whatever, but it can really restore your soul in a way that we don't acknowledge very often. Yes, truly. Ladies, it's the holidays, and you know what you don't need to have on your plate right now? Dealing with meal planning. That's right. You just need to get it done in one shot and not think about it again. And an easy way that you can do that is using plantoeat.com. It's an amazing service that I myself have used for over five years because it's just that good. Once you input all of your family's recipes into the system by just using their little clipper tool, you can drag and drop them right from the internet. It's beautiful. They even add pictures if it's on the website. And then you can just drag and drop those recipes onto your calendar. It creates a shopping list for you where everything is divided between between the stores that you normally purchase things at. You can create menus. So once you've done all your planning, you don't have to do it again. You could plan all of December and then just repeat all of that again in January and you're good to go. It's just so well thought out. I love that. And I love that they have a really handy app. So I have everything on the go. I never leave the house without my shopping list. I always have it with me and I always know what we're eating so I don't get caught off guard. I can even plan on the go just as easily as I can from my computer. And it's 
it's so smartly done because it was created by a family who actually has meal planning needs and they really believe in the power of meals around the table and they so believe in all of that that they also want to help you with it. They've got great customer service. They're going to answer your questions super fast and help you to get rolling with their program. It's normally a subscription service. You can get it for just $4.95 a month or $39 a year, but with my special code, you can get 60 days free. So if you go to plantoeat.com lovely, you can get a 60-day free trial instead of their 30-day free trial. You don't even have to put in a credit card. And like I said, once you get those recipes in there, they are there forever. You're never going to lose one, misplace one. I would not have all the recipes that I have today if I hadn't had them and planned to eat before my life went up in flames. So I am so grateful that Plan to Eat has been such a lifesaver for us. So again, go to plantoeat.com slash lovely, get a 60-day free trial. You're not going to regret it. I can't wait to hear what you think. So I know you, we, when we were kind of talking beforehand, you had said that you used to just really love the holidays and then had this shift through all the difficult things that you went through. And so I would just love to hear kind of like what La La Lovely does for the holiday season. Like how do you, how does it look for your family before and after difficulty? Yeah. So, um, Let's see how do how do I start this? Yeah, so I, I love to broad question. <laughs> Just how do I start it without yeah. getting way too detailed? Sometimes my stories are extremely detailed. We got time, uh, girl. Just okay. <laughs> okay, so I will say this, and it's you know, a little bit in the book. Uh if anyone reads it, you'll see what I mean. But I loved the holidays as a kid and into my 20s. Um, I just always found it so magical. And I'd be the one that would wake everybody up at 6am, you know, <laughs> in my 20s, like, yeah. I just never stopped. But I think the reason one of the reasons why I loved it so much, and then why it became a struggle for me, as you know, you go through difficult things, and life changes, is that it was kind of the day where everything was the same. And I just banked on it, like same people, same foods, same traditions, which really were never like intentionally established traditions. It's just kind of, this is what we do. Yeah. Um, Same house. Like, I mean, I know most people don't like change, but I was kind of a real like, ah, you know, like I want to come home. I want to do this. And then I had the unique situation where my husband and I bought my childhood home. Um, which is featured in the book and I'm, we no longer live there now, but, um, and so it just kind of continued. And then my kids were having Christmas in the same home. And, uh, and so, yeah, it was just, it was just fun. I just loved it. And then there was kind of a shift. Uh, my parents divorced, separated. It was a very lengthy divorce. I write a little bit about it in in the book. Um, it's not entirely my story to tell, but just in how it affected me. And when that happened, I was living in the home I grew up in. So it was basically like, you know, being in a museum of memories, um, grandparents were dying that I was very close to just lots of change and lots of loss. And I couldn't, you know, I couldn't mitigate the pain. I couldn't kind of figure out how to navigate one parent coming, one parent not, and then having all the memories in that room of everybody supposed to be together. And then, you know, two, four kids, two of them babies at the time. And it was, you know, just the normal stress as well. And it just became overwhelming. And I just kind of 
begin to dread the holidays. Yeah. Um, and so I really, and then I feel guilt and shame about it because it's supposed to be a happy and joyous time. And I wanted to create that for my children. So I really would just during that season. Um, and I, I'd say I'm still kind of, you know, navigating my way out of it. It's kind of a going through. Yeah. We look at it, we hear people say, Oh, I just got to get through it. And I use that language a lot too, but I like to look at it as a going through in, in each year it becomes, you know, a little easier or this year I go through choosing to participate. The next year I go through, you know, choosing to, um, experience joy or create joy for others. You just mm-hmm. keep going through until it, you know, becomes healthier and happier. But, um, so I'm still in that process, but, uh, I just had to make kind of little choices along the way of this is, you know, how I'm going to create beauty or these are the things we're going to do together. And maybe on the inside, I didn't always feel that joy, but I was, I've always wanted to still participate, I guess, in yeah. some way. So now we're in a, a different house. We're kind of in a, in between stage two, um, leaving that house was really hard. And last year was our first Christmas in, um, our home, which we're just renting. So it feels temporary in a sense. Yeah. And so I, I, was like, how is this going to feel? How am I going to do this? You know, we will try to keep the same traditions, but it's just going to look or feel different or whatever. And then everyone got sick with the flu, like really bad. And so, yeah, it was kind of awful, but it actually in a weird way, like took a lot of pressure or I don't know, it just kind of shifted things a little bit where the focus obviously was on one kid after the other, you know, oh, yeah. um, getting sick. So this year feels very um, transitional and I feel really, I kind of feel excited about it. I know there's going to be hard things um, to navigate as, yeah. you know, we go through the holidays with people and, you know, just the normal stress, but I I feel good about kind of accepting, you know, where we're at and keeping some of our traditions, but I like to look at them as loose because yeah, some years we can't. Last year we couldn't make all of the Christmas cookies like we like to and yeah. that was okay and this year we'll probably try to do that, but you know, we might not be able to do another certain thing. So, yeah. I've I've taken the pressure off a lot. I think too in those years as I was going through that there I felt extreme pressure that I wanted to decorate the house, you know, Pinterest worthy and, you know, share inspiration with others and I was, you know, in survival mode. And now I just want to experience it with my family. I want to share what I can, but I'm more interested in sharing private moments of mm. joy and beauty. So yeah, that, I don't know that's kind of all over the place, but that's a little bit of, of the journey of, um, of Christmas for me. I love that. And I think it's so important, like you were saying, to take that pressure off of yourself. I mean, Mm -hmm. for the past two years, I really had no choice. (laughs) Like it was like, I, Mm -hmm. I just knew I couldn't do for my kids what I wanted to do for them. But I also, I didn't have the energy. I didn't have the, the place. I didn't have the money. I didn't, you know, like all of the things. And, and it was hard when like we went out to dinner for Christmas Eve dinner last year. And that was the night that I had my kids and, you know, my son who was 12 at the time, he said, it just doesn't feel like Christmas. 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, I know. And so I really had to do a lot of reassessing coming into this year where I kind of had control over it again to a certain extent to be like, okay, I want this to feel special and I want there to be that magic, but I also know I don't have the energy for Elf on the Shelf and like whatever other crazy, you know, like I can't can't take on all the things. And I kind of had to distill it down to like, okay, what does the magic look like for our family? Okay. Well, it looks like having our, you know, our little bit of decorations that we have in our house. Like mm-hmm. I, I very specifically, like I did the Pinterest thing. I went on and I just put everything in a board of like, what do I actually like? And then I looked at that Pinterest board of, okay, which of these things, like what, what themes am I seeing here? And I was like, oh, I want that like Scandinavian, like very monochromatic, lots of white kind of Christmas. And so I got all the things I got were very simple and wooden and a very muted color palette. And it wasn't like a ton of money. I found a Christmas tree. I didn't even think we were going to be able to get a Christmas tree this year. And I found one for like $75 at Walmart that's six feet tall and flocked and exactly what I wanted. I was like, that's amazing that that happened. And, you know, I still felt like, is this just kind of, why am I doing this? Why am I investing this time and this energy? And I sat down with my 13 year old one night and I was like, well, what do you think? And he goes, mom, I feel like I'm rich. <laughs> I was oh. like, oh, it was worth it. Like I, I somehow mm-hmm. just by doing this little thing, you know, having the, yeah. tw- I have twinkle lights that just come on automatically every night and then shut off after six hours. And it's the simplest thing, but it was like, those are those little parts of magic that I can create for this season that feel different from every other time of year for us. And Mm -hmm. that's enough. Like that's enough to make it feel like it's different. And my kids are noticing that beauty too, Mm -hmm. which is so, I'm so grateful that even when we're going through hard things, I'm teaching my kids that beauty matters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love what, you know, when you share the story about Christmas last year and your son um, saying it doesn't feel like Christmas and it's so hard to hear yeah. as a parent, but you know, the older I get and having gone through so much. And I think, you know, one of the issues with me struggling with things not being the same as, you know, growing up, my parents, out of a good heart, you know, did everything they can to not make things hard or, you know, take any ounce of pain away. And so then once, you know, pain that nobody could do anything about entered my life, it was like, you know, the lid blew off and, you know, nobody knew what to do as um, adults, <laughs> adult yeah. children. Yeah. So I'm kind of learning now too, like, you don't want to see your kids go through pain or not feel good or feel the magic of everything. But it's good to be able to walk alongside of them and show them that this is just part of life and some years aren't the same as others and then do the best with what you have and make the most and create moments of joy and pockets of beauty. And next year, you know, might look different and it looks different for, for you this year. And there's an appreciation for it, but there's also, you know, a strength and a fortitude from what you've been through together. Absolutely. I think that's so true. And I don't know if it's part of like our generation, kind of like this Mm -hmm. 
I'm, I'm assuming we're sort of in the same generation, but like elder millennial sort of like right on the introduction of those kinds of parenting techniques. Mm-hmm. You know, I think it was mm-hmm. different. Like you were saying, just like that, that sheltering from pain. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I feel like my parents, bless them, they were wonderful, but they they just took on a lot that I didn't then learn how to handle. And I had to learn, I mean, everything from my laundry to like a bigger thing. Like, <laughs> right. oh, yeah. I've got to learn all this as an adult instead of like being prepared for it through childhood. So that when I get to adulthood, I'm, it's, you know, not this huge learning curve. And I've seen that with a lot of people and, and in those ways, yeah, I'm grateful to be able to be walking through these things with my kids. Like you were saying of teaching them at these ages. So maybe as they get older, it's Mm -hmm. not, not easier, but maybe they have more tools Tools. to be able to handle it. Ladies, did you know that 70% of people say they want to use natural products, but only 2% do? That's why Grove Collaborative makes finding healthy, affordable, effective products easy and convenient. Now over 500,000 American households, including mine, shop Grove for our healthy home essentials. And it's even better at the holidays, ladies, because with the holidays come extra messes in our home. And Grove has amazing, limited time, festive scents to not only make your house clean and smell amazing, but do it naturally in a way that you can count on. You can relax this holiday season knowing Grove's got your back and you can save time and money by shopping with Grove, ordering all your holiday essentials in one place and having them delivered straight to your door. In fact, you can even get a free cleaning set, which we're going to talk about more in a second, and you can choose from three limited edition scents from Mrs. Myers like Peppermint, Orange Clove, and Iowa Pine, which are my favorite this time of year. But if you aren't familiar with Grove, then let me tell you a little bit about it. Grove Collaborative is the online marketplace that delivers all natural home, beauty, and personal care products directly to you. Grove takes the guesswork out of going green because every product is guaranteed to be good for you, your family, your home, and the planet. I use a ton of Grove cleaners in my house. I use everything from their amazing laundry detergent, their dishwashing tabs, I love their little scrubber sponge, and their dish gloves, plus those Mrs. Meyer scents that I am a huge fan of. Everything they carry is safer for you and your family, better for the planet, and they really work. In place of harsh chemicals are natural ingredients that smell fresh and leave your home sparkling. Their site is super easy to use. They offer reoccurring shipments and they deliver everything right to your door. So I never have to worry about running out of things and having to make a sudden trip to the store. I get all my favorite home and personal care products all in one place. So join over half a million families who trust Grove Collaborative to make their homes happier and healthier. Plus, your shipping is fast and free on your first order. And ladies, for a limited time, when my listeners go to grove.com, co slash lovely, you will get a free five-piece gift set from Mrs. Myers and festive holiday scents like peppermint or Iowa pine. This is what I'm talking about. You're going to want to go grab it. So go to grove.co slash lovely to get this exclusive holiday offer. That's grove.co slash lovely. Well, I just, I love that, you know, what you have to say about that and that that is so important for our kids and, you know, ourselves alike. But I was also curious, like, how do you handle your faith at the holidays? Do you do something differently personally for yourself or how do you not get caught up in like all the crazy and the hustle and bustle that's kind of put on you from schools and, you know, other things that are happening? Like, how are you able to, to find some grounding during the season? 
Yeah. You know, I wish I could say, oh, we, we do, you know, this whole process of Advent or, you know, whatever, but we don't. Um, but sometimes I think that's with, so freeing though. I just want to interject yeah, we and don't. say, you know, because it's wonderful to think that it's going to be like that, but it isn't always. <laughs> no. And I, I see all those things. I didn't, you know, we, I didn't grow up doing that. So, yeah. um, it just wasn't a natural part of my life, but I see all that and I'm like, Oh, I want to do that. And then it always, you know, I'm, I don't plan ahead in, in that sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'm like, it would be cramming it in and adding more stress. And so I don't, but I always really admire and I'm really intrigued by um, the whole Advent thing. But, you know, for me, it's, it's so simple. And so I really feel like I wish I could offer <laughs> something more elaborate, but I'm all for simple too. I just have to make sure that I spend time, um, pockets of quiet time with my Bible and mm -hmm. with the Lord. And it's so basic, but that is kind of the main thing in my life, no matter what season it is that grounds me. And so, um, it's just making sure that I spend that time. And in this season, there's obviously, um, a whole nother level of gratitude, uh, for Christ and for all that, you know, he's done for us. Yeah. Uh, so for me, it's really taking those moments. And there's some days that, you know, I sit down and I'll read and, journal. That's a big thing for me. Um, and then there's other days where it's just really crazy. And I've learned to not make such a big deal out of that either, but to just sit quiet, like almost, you know, you would at the end of a yoga class or something and yeah. close my eyes, even lay down and just kind of visualize surrendering it all to the Lord and, um, asking for help just to surrender and help. And, um, I do that a lot during, during this season. I think I feel a great closeness to the Lord during the season because, uh, I have a great dependence upon him, especially during the season with the, mm -hmm. the stress and, and family tensions or, you know, difficult situations. Um, so it just, it looks a lot like it does with, a you know, a healthy relationship between, uh, father and child or husband and wife, um, where, or, or great friendship where I just, I go and I talk to him and I ask for help. I ask for wisdom. Um, I, I say thank you, uh, for the support and for the good gifts and just for him and just mm -hmm. presence. But I, I think that's kind of, you know, the main thing, um, is just making sure I spend that time together. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's so important. And it's it can feel almost harder in this season, I think, than sometimes in other seasons because we have so much put upon us or expected of us to you know, show up to parties and be doing all of these different traditions. But like mm -hmm. you're saying, I mean, sometimes the best thing that we can do is to just simplify and make mm -hmm. sure that that time is happening. It doesn't have to be some big special study or some big thing where you're setting hours out of your day. Just that's, that's oftentimes not realistic. I've been mm -hmm. finding that more and more lately. If I want to start something, I have to start small. Mm -hmm. I was listening um, 
oh, what's his name? <laughs> Don Miller, um, who wrote Blue Like Jazz and um, he's got, you know, a whole bunch of stuff, but he has a podcast and he was talking about how when he went, he wanted to lose weight, he wanted to get more in shape, but he wanted to start going to the gym. And so he just started going and he said, I'm only going to stay as long as I want to be there. And mm-hmm. it's so I may only, I'm going to go and I'm going to swim and I may only swim for 15 minutes, but if I'm sick of it after 15 minutes then I'm going to leave. And he said, mm-hmm. you wouldn't think that would be like a good plan for losing weight, but you're just only going to do it as long as it's still enjoyable <laughs> to you. Yeah. But he said, because he did that and he didn't beat himself up about it, he ended up losing like 200 pounds because wow. he, as he started to enjoy it, mm-hmm. he would enjoy it for a little longer and it had this huge impact on his life. And I think so many of us just don't mm-hmm. want to start because we don't think, well, I can't devote a half an hour to the Lord today. And so I'm just mm-hmm. not going to do anything at all. But if mm-hmm. we can just sit and savor five minutes, then yeah. maybe we'll be able to have a little bit more of that hunger to find another five minutes. Or, you know, I just think if we didn't give ourselves these huge things that we're trying to attain, but instead let the, those little pieces snowball, we'd be amazed to see the difference. Yes. Yeah. And, and what's the intention behind it? You know, yeah. like I, yeah. are you, am I doing this just so I can tick it off the list or yeah. because, well, everyone else does this during the holidays and I probably should too. And I'm not, um, or is it because, you know, that truly is a deep desire of your heart or something you feel you need to do in obedience or you have the margin for, but I, I, I don't think there's, you know, a reason if you're just doing it to do it, you know? So yeah. I love that starting small, it's and small and simple. Yes. I'm all about that. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what creates like lasting, I think, like, yes. you know, Donald Miller was saying, it creates lasting habits, lasting change um, in your life. So, yeah. And I've really given myself the freedom this year to ruminate in it too. Like, I've mm. always been a, you know, wait till after Thanksgiving to break out the music and start putting up uh-huh. decorations and whatnot. And I have a cousin who lives in Australia. And I noticed at the beginning of November, she was starting to put out her Christmas decor. And it dawned on me, like, oh, everywhere else in the world doesn't have Thanksgiving. Like, in, at the end of November. Yeah, anything that they're trying to get past before they can start, like, entering into that season. And I love, yeah. like, the idea of huga and all of that. And I was just like, well, mm-hmm. why not? Why not just... Yeah start breaking things out because I enjoy it and it brings me happiness. And then I ended up just being so glad that I had done it because then we had this other huge thing happen and I was so glad that it was already done with, but why not let ourselves enjoy that for as long as we want to, instead of by some arbitrary like line we have to cross first before we get there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that's such a thing. I mean, you know, even if you're just on social media, it's like there's two camps, you know, you've got people that like, oh, I just sorted my Halloween candy. So we're done with that. Now I'm going to put my tree up. And then there's a, you know, staunch, we don't do it till after Thanksgiving, which I kind of am more in that camp, but you know, but like who created these rules and you have to do what works for you. And we have to give other people the freedom to do what works for them and not judge them and, and just, 
do what works for you. So I actually put my tree up this weekend, which is a first for me before Thanksgiving, but we're going out of town uh, this week for the Thanksgiving holiday. And when we get back, you know, we'd have to wait till the next weekend and Thanksgiving is late this year. And I thought, you know, that's going to add physical stress to my life. Well, probably mental stress too. (laughs) Am I kidding? And so like, why do I want to do that? Like, I'm going to break my rule. It's, you know, my rule I'm trying to keep to. So whatever. And we're going to put it up. And, you know, it wasn't exactly how I wanted it to be because it was like football on and yeah. <laughs> boys wrestling. And I'm like, can we like pause that? And I guess, you know, apparently I haven't learned yet. You don't pause live sports games, but <laughs> you know, and put a little bit of Christmas music on. And then it was just grunting and wrestling. And it just was like, you know what, just accept this season that you're in this season. Yeah. Like you're in different seasons within the season. Yeah. And just go with it and you, you know, just enjoy it. And it will probably be a little different next year. And then one day, you know, I'm going to probably miss that wrestling yeah. and grunting and football in the background. So, but now the tree's up and, you know, I can play the Christmas music whenever, when they're at school, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, it's like, I, I don't have to, you know, go with what people are putting online or even, you know, how I did it growing up or whatever. You have to do what works for you and that'll bring more peace and less stress. Yeah, absolutely. I completely agree. And so you though just wrote a resource you were telling me about dealing with the holidays through like difficulties. Am I getting that right? (laughs) Yes, I did. I'm still trying to, you know, like decide upon the title of it. But basically, you know, the idea is I just have had a lot of people, I shared an Instagram post and it just seems like the holidays are hard for a lot of people. And, and we're not talking about it because it's, it's hard to talk about it or you seem like a real Grinch or a downer or you, or you think people will have that perception of you, but I wanted to bring it up because that's been real in my life and had a pretty big response. So yeah, so I just kind of put together a resource on when the holidays are hard and basically like practices to kind of protect your peace and experience joy, even, even if it's hard. Yeah. Um, so that should be available um, soon on my website and it's just a free download, but got some practices and some thoughts to just, you know, go through the hard things, but also experience peace and joy and know that they're not like on the other side, we can experience that within the hard times. Just like when we're, we have pain, we can also still, um, experience or create beauty. Yes. Yeah. I think that's so good. It's something that I even talked about on last week's podcast because it was kind of in honor of my brother and dealing with grief. And Mm -hmm. one of the biggest things that has been helpful through this grieving process is laughing and still finding beautiful moments or fun moments. It's like, I think sometimes we think like, oh, if we're in grief, it should just look like grief. Yes. Day, you know, from sunrise to sunset, or it's like, you're not properly grieving or you're not like doing it justice. And I, if I would have done that over the past two years, we wouldn't even, I wouldn't have been able to provide for my family. Like, you know, I mean, there's a certain amount of, you just have to like pick up and keep going. But the thing that has made it easier is finding still 
those joyful moments and allowing yourself to feel them and knowing that it's not wrong to do that. It's still a good thing. And God doesn't just want us to live in this mired down place. It's, it's okay to feel kind of all of it at once. Right. Yeah. No. And that's one of the, the, the first point I have in that resource is giving yourself permission to give yourself permission to grieve. If, if grief, you know, is during the season, you know, don't, you can't pack it away. You have to feel it when it comes. So permission to do that and to feel the hard things, but also permission to not handle it perfectly. And then also permission to enjoy the good because it does, it feels kind of like a betrayal. I think when we are dealing with grief in its truest form, it feels like betrayal to feel happy or to have moments of laughter. But you know, the Bible tells us that laughter is medicine. It's health to our bodies and to our bones. And so um, it's okay. And in fact, laughter for me has been a really um, big, almost coping mechanism. And I think it's a pretty healthy one, but sometimes you, you know, depending on what it is, um, if, you know, holidays, you know, you're with family and sometimes family members that you're not with often. And let's just be honest. I mean, everybody's family to some extent is dysfunctional. Yeah. And so, I mean, to kind of look at certain areas of dysfunction and laugh about it is really helpful. Like at least it has been for me. And that's how my siblings and I have, you know, managed and weathered a lot is, we just laugh about the crazy because what else, you can laugh or cry about it. And sometimes we do both, but we yeah. always like kind of come back to laughter and yeah. it, it really does feel like, you know, Oh, that just kind of set my soul free a little bit. So yes. I think it's yeah. so important. That's, that's the same thing we've been saying over the last couple of weeks. Like you can laugh or you cry <laughs> and I would rather laugh right now. So it just, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, a, they're both a release of emotion, yeah, you know, yeah. it's like crying, laughing. It's both this like release of yeah. all of this heavy inter- internal stuff that, you know, needs to not stay on the inside forever. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Okay. Well, I think that's a good wrap up to our kind of heavy, but hopefully hopeful holiday discussion is we know a lot of you guys out there, it's, it's not, you're feeling, you have the same thing going on as, as we do. Mm -hmm. It's not always picture perfect and there are hard things going on. And, and so hopefully this episode gives people a little bit of freedom to feel whatever it is they need to feel and have their holidays look however they need to look. Mm -hmm. So, but Moving on to like our, our wrap up here, I would love to hear what a typical day looks like for you. Okay. Well, it varies, but then it's very much the same. So I, like I mentioned, I have four kids and I feel like I'm entering or have been thrown into the new season where two of them are teenagers Yeah, and my, my other two are elementary age, uh, which I think is the easiest age of parenting, at least so far for me. Um, so my life is, it's just a little crazy with running around and every day is different or sharing my car with my daughter. So, um, I am a bit of a homebody and I do most of my work at home or Starbucks. So we get up early. I don't know, probably doesn't really matter what time, 6.30 ish, uh, get everybody to school. We've got two separate schools going on. So I, and I do have a husband that 
helps with the logistics and I'm grateful for that. So That's we kind nice. of split in directions and um, some mornings are really hairy. I mean, let's just be honest. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Somebody's always unhappy out of four kids or somebody's always mad at me. Let's yes. Just put it that way. And I am a pretty emotional person and, you know, it's hard to, I just kind of take it all on. So sometimes it takes me a while. I come back home and uh, I try to do exercise because I'm working on that. Um, and I mostly do it for mental health more than yeah. physical health, but um, exercise a little. I will do my reading and journaling then. Um, but I find it takes me a while sometimes if it's been a hard morning to break out of that. And a friend just told me who had a doctor on their podcast that when your cortisol levels spike, it takes like three hours, I think three to four, don't quote me, for them to regulate. And I thought, okay, that makes total sense why it takes yeah. me till about 11 a.m. Not that I'm not doing anything. I do a lot of house chores and such in that time, but to sit down and get into a creative mindset to do my writing, um, a lot of times it's 11 a.m. and then I don't have a lot of time <laughs> yeah. to get done before school's out, but it's okay yeah. because it's just, it's the season of life. That's what I tell myself too. One day, I mean, in a perfect world to be like, I get up while well, my brain is, you know, like there's no interruptions and straight away I start writing um, because that works great, but it's not feasible. So yeah. Just rolling with it. Totally. It's a season. Um, so then I'll do some writing for a couple of hours or, you know, whatever administrative stuff that I need to do with my work. Uh, and another thing I do for parents of teenagers or, you know, stay at home moms or whatever. And I had a lot of guilt about it, but <laughs> I am tired in the day because my kids stay up so yes. late. Like parenting is so full on at night and yes. with teenagers it's very like you're not just physically tired now you're emotionally tired and it's like I'll get in bed like about 10 and I've just I'm done and yeah. I'm like I want to watch a show or read my book because I need to decompress yeah and then they they start coming in and they want to talk <laughs> and with teenagers so I've been told you know wise wise older parents have yes. told me when they want to talk you listen so yep. I I am trying to do that. Um, so sometimes in the afternoon, because it's the only time my house is quiet is when everyone's at school, I will take my break then or during the lunch break and I will watch a TV show or read for a little bit or do whatever is yeah. um, kind of like free time, you know, mind calming time for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I felt guilty about it because I'm like, they're gone and I should be trying to cram in as much work as I can. But if I don't take care of myself, I find yeah. then I'm not any good taking care of others and, and whatnot. So anyway, so some days I mix that in and then pick them up and then it's just bonkers after school. Yeah. Each kid is in some activity and we're running all over and sometimes, you know, have to get a grandparent involved because two of us are not enough. But yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of a typical day and um, yeah. I enjoy it. It's tiring. Um, I really appreciate the time that I do get to write and do creative things. And some days I don't. And uh, I just learning to go with it and just kind of accept seasons has been yeah. a, a thing for me. You know, I read once yeah. that um, acceptance is not having to do battle. And that kind of like totally changed my life because I'm like, there's so many things in my life I'm fighting that I have no control over, you know, yeah. like when I do things or, you know, getting disrupted by a calendar thing that gets, you know, put there at the last minute. And it's just 
the more I can, it doesn't mean I don't live a life of intention or set goals or work hard for things, but you know, I have to be flexible because there are five other people in my life. And the sooner that I can bend and um, go with the flow a little bit more, you know, the easier life actually is. And the more I can actually accomplish because I'm not wasting all of this energy, you know, fighting what yeah. I, I have no control over. So yeah, that's true. So that's kind of a day. <laughs> I, I love it. And I think, especially for moms who have, you know, a few kids, I think we can mm-hmm. all relate. I just was cracking up when you were talking about the morning thing, because, oh, yeah. you know, I have four as well. And the morning that we were trying to get ready for my brother's funeral, it was just like complete madness. And when I got to the funeral, somebody came up to me and they said, you know, I was just praying that your morning was filled with peace. It was just going well. Well, like the number of times I had to like pull people off of each other and like one kid got dressed and then got undressed and then I had to convince them to get dressed again. And you know, like, no, it wasn't. Thank you for those prayers. But it was like, I'm just glad everyone is here and alive. Alive. (laughs) Right. You know, that's all we could really ask for. So yeah. sometimes There's solidarity to yeah. all the moms, they all know, you know? Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, in all of that, what is one little way that you are currently cultivating loveliness in your life? You might've I... already kind of answered it by taking yeah. a break. <laughs> you know, for me, again, I, I feel like I should be offering these like Ooh, I never thought of that ideas, but oh no, it can be it's always something is working. Yeah, for you. <laughs> it's kind of like the basic things help me the most. So for me, like a way that I personally cultivate loveliness in my life is getting outside in nature. Yeah, and sometimes that's like a real work for me because you know in the winter I don't want to go outside, but um, getting out in that beauty and noticing it and it's just it helps my life so much so I try to to get outside I guess is one little way that I'm cultivating beauty I love that I'm going to tell you my really dumb way that I am currently cultivating loveliness in my life that's going to make yours sound like you know magic um (laughs) so my 13 year old and I have been watching The Office. I know not everyone may choose to have their 13-year-old watch that show. It's, you know, whatever, everybody's parenting thing. But we have been. And they just started a podcast. Um, The gals who played Angela and Pam, so Angela Kinsey and Jenna Fisher, started a podcast called The Office Ladies. And they are going back through every single episode Ah. and breaking it down and talking about all the behind the scenes stuff and like bringing in the props guy to talk and bringing in other cast members of the show to talk about how they handled certain scenes and different stuff. And it is so much fun. And now we're going back, we've made it through all the seasons, but now we're going back and watching each of those episodes after we listen to the podcast episode. Mm -hmm. And to the point where my son was riding the bus to school in the morning. (laughs) And now I'm driving <laughs> just so we can listen to our podcast. It. And it's so fun because it's like last year we watched Downton Abbey and then we went to the mm-hmm. movie and it was like this bonding thing for us of like Downton was our show. And now it's become the office and it's like this, you know, all these little inside jokes that we have and things that we talk about that he gets. And I'm so enjoying that part of having a teenager because it's like you can have actual conversations and Mm 
and jokes and stuff with them. And so that has been like this little pocket of loveliness where I know, okay, every night we're going to watch that next episode or whatever and talk about it and laugh about it. And it's been a nice like distraction from all of the stress and relief and just like some fun little lovely thing that we're doing. So I love that. I saw their podcast, but I didn't know that was what it was about. And now yeah. I feel you've inspired me. My daughter, <laughs> a 16 year old, she loves the office. Yeah. And I was just thinking like, you know, we need a show or we need something to bond on. And it's yeah. sometimes a little trickier because, you know, she'll, we'll say, oh, we're going to watch this together. And then she'll go and watch five episodes, uh, <laughs> you know, at a time. And I'm like, wait, yeah. that's not how you watch TV. Yeah. Um, at least in my era. Yeah. But anyway, so I love that. She probably would love that podcast. So I'm going to, um, I'm yeah. going to steal that idea. I feel inspired. Thank you. Well, and it kind of intentionally has to slow you down because they yes. only talk about one episode per week. So you're kind of forced to have to just like pace with them and only watch yeah. one episode a week. So it's going to take years to get through all these episodes. You know, my son had this panic last night and he was like, wait a minute, they're taking it off of Netflix before <laughs> this is going to be all done. Oh, no. I was like, we'll just have to sign up for whatever streaming service is going to have it. Like, we'll, just, yeah. we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. Right. But, Who knows what streaming service will yeah. be then, but yeah. yeah. That's so. great. I'm going to use that on the road trip that we're, yes. <laughs> we're headed on tomorrow. Yeah. You've got a few episodes now to be able to catch up on. So yeah. All right. Are you ready for my stock questions? Yes. All right. Candles or essential oil diffuser? Candles. All right. Cloth napkins or paper? Paper. Okay. City or country? Oh, I want to say both. Yeah. Uh, uh, I probably would say city. Okay. Paper or digital? Paper. All right. Shopping. Would you rather do it online or in the store? In the store. Okay. It's four o'clock or whatever time you're making dinner and you need a mental break. Do you listen to a podcast or music? Podcast. And what are some of your favorite podcasts? Ooh, um, I love Deliciously Ella. Oh. She is a, oh, she's out of England and it's like a, a plant-based account on Instagram, but she has a podcast where they talk a lot about mental health. And then it's led me on to all this whole group of other podcasts that come out of England on, on health um, that I really like. So I like that one. I like my friend Rebecca Lyons podcast, Laura Tremaine's 10 things to oh, tell yes. you. Yeah. I love that one. What Which else? Angela Kinsey and Jenna Fisher were recently yes. on because they're friends with her. So that's fun. Yes. Yeah. So that's a fun one. Let's see. Those are probably some of my basics. Okay. I like a guy named Paul Scanlon, um, Growing Big People. He's kind of a Christian leadership guy, but he's out of England too. I'm kind of an Anglophile. I am oh. one, not kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I just love his wisdom and perspective. He looks at things like really through a creative lens. So I like him a lot. And those are probably the ones I listen to pretty consistently, but okay. I have, I have a whole list in my, yeah. in my queue. <laughs> yeah. I hear you. Me too. Okay. Chocolate, milk or dark? Oh, dark. All right. Sports or no sports? <laughs> no sports. Okay. I, have, I have three boys and a husband that loves sports. Yeah. 
<laughs> I hear yeah. I have two boys. I'm like, I'll watch you when you're playing right. on the court. Yes, <laughs> yes I'm the same Don't way. Really pay attention the rest of the time, but you know, whatever. Know. Okay, thank you. Yeah. I feel I feel seen and understood. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and not like a bad person. No, no, you're not. If you okay, are, good. then I am. Yep. Okay. <laughs> okay. Live broadcasting. Would you rather broadcast or watch? Uh what do you mean? Like, like whatever. Do Insta stories or watch Insta oh. stories? Oh, probably watch. Okay. All right. What is your favorite movie? Oh, I have lots. This is kind of a basic one and it comes around this season for me, which is You've Got Mail. Yes. I, I say favorite because I'll watch it over and over. Yep. And I have no problem. I love the music. I love the scenery. It's one that I just, I like to watch it because I like to visually watch yes. it. Like I'm like, oh, I love her apartment and her clothes and yeah. the music and everything about it. Yeah. How they become yes. friends before they fall in love. Yeah. It's just the whole thing. The letter writing, yes. the pride and prejudice, you know, yes. I'm just like, I can't tell you how, how many times I wanted to tried to dress like Meg Ryan in the movies. So. Yeah. I <laughs> yeah. just love when she's like, I wanted it to be you. I wanted it to be you so badly. It's yes. just perfect. All right. Yes. Yeah. I could go on all day. Last question. If you were to put yourself on the crunchiness spectrum where zero is totally not crunchy and 10 is like singing Kumbaya by the fire with your legs unshaven and dreadlocks in your hair, where would you be on the spectrum? <laughs> Probably zero. Okay. Let's <laughs> or one. I like to take walks outside, so give me a one. <laughs> okay. You you get that. We will give it yeah. to you gladly. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Trina, for coming on. It was so good to talk to you. And I hope we just gave people some some perspective on the holidays don't have to be perfect to still be meaningful and have thank beauty. Oh, thank you. I've enjoyed this and yeah. um, it's just been a lovely conversation. Yes. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Thanks. Isn't she lovely? I mean, truly, she really, really is. And it was so wonderful getting to talk with her. I felt like I could have talked with her for much longer than we did. I really enjoyed that interview. I hope you did too. And I hope you go look for her book. And actually, if you go to bullturquoise.com slash 146, you can find links to everything in our show, including to Trina's book. And if you happen to go through those links over to Amazon, you can shop for whatever you want and it will still give credit back to the show and help us out, help us keeping the lights on a little bit, which is always greatly appreciated. In fact, you could do, you know, all your Christmas shopping through those links. And don't forget about our gift guide, which you can find at boldturquoise.com slash 2019 gift guide. And you can find beautiful ideas for every person on your list. I am very, very confident that you are going to love it. Or you can even send the list to your spouse or your in-laws or your parents for things that you might be wanting or you might be wanting your kids to receive. So I suggest that you really check out those lists because my friend Shell Bruises helped me put it together and she did a beautiful job. So again, it's boldturquoise.com slash 2019 gift guide. And as long as you're helping out the show, if you hopped over to iTunes and left us a rating and review, it would be so appreciated. That's what kind of trips iTunes to realize that people are listening to the show and other people might want to hear about it too. And so that's when iTunes starts letting other people know, suggesting the show to them. And so if you could do that, it would be greatly appreciated. And of course, always, if you share out the show on social media, especially Instagram, then I will make sure to reshare it at Mackenzie Coppa. Just tag me and I'll 
I would love to hear what you think of these episodes. Start a conversation. Get your friends involved. I would love to get feedback on what you're thinking about the episodes. It is so fun for me when people just reach out to me and let me know, hey, this thing from that episode really spoke to me. So you can always start those conversations with me at Mackenzie Kappa on Instagram. I love chatting with you there. Okay, until next time, ladies, when I am going to be back with our Christmas episode, go be bold and gracious. Oh, 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 oh